Fuck, I already messed it up. Wow, like it, you actually sound like you have a podcast voice. I don't know if I should fight you or thank you. I'm really happy. I'm also I'm drunk. So fucking pumped. I'm so fucking pumped for this episode. I love nonfiction so much. <laughs> well, drinking water. Fucking lame. Gotta make sure I pace myself for this whole episode about nonfiction. Welcome to Little Lit, the podcast where we talk about nonfiction sometimes, very rarely. My name is Andrew Cleva. <laughs> My name's Danny Burford. This was the first intro that you didn't roast me. Oh, is it really? I mean, I'm not surprised exactly, but okay. Most it, of the time it, you wait for me. Most of the time, you wait for me to say something really dumb. Oh, that sounds about right. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even trying to make that a thing. Rip it and rip that. it, baby. Oh, yeah. Are we drinking? We are drinking a Mongo from Port uh, Brewing Company. Wow, you really went with Port. So I had I had grabbed the Mongo a while ago, or not a while ago, um, a little bit ago when I was uh, I don't coming like back. You say Mongo. Mongo. <laughs> you elongate the mong, and I don't like, like it. Feels like a, a lounge singer. Like Mongo is coming to the stage next. Um, no, it, it, it's it's. But a, wait, what are they? What kind of music? Oh, this is interesting because Mongo, honestly, my only favorite reference for this is the character in Blazing Saddles. And so <laughs> I, I can think of nothing else besides that one thing. Um, so Mongo just makes me think of bongos, and that's about it. Okay. I go different. Mm-hmm. Mongo, Where you go? I don't know why Mongo for me is Mongo almost... number five by Lou. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> they just you just take a whole bunch of fruit and you replace anything with the other of the with a different yes, vowel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, actually, when I, I, I'll be honest, when I first picked this beer back up because this used to be on tap at, uh, at Bukowski Tavern in Cambridge all the time, and um, it would be I believe Mongo is a surf term is why they're using it. But um, I, I remember when like I was I, when I first picked it back up after a couple of years of not having it, I looked at the, the label, and be like, are there mangoes in here? Like, is, is that why they call it mango? You know, a different thing, but instead, it's not. I thought there no, are mangoes. There's no mangoes in here, or at least no as mangoes? far as I'm aware, there's no mangoes in here. Okay, wait. What what kind of? For me, I'm picturing. Um, uh, you remember the song, um, the dragonflies. You would what? not believe your eyes. Oh, a fire, fire fireflies. fireflies. Uh, Owl City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was dragonflies. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand dragonflies would be kind of terrifying. Oh, ten million dragonflies. That would be like the birds by hit by Hitchcock, but that like you know, thick. dragonflies instead. Yeah. That would be fucking thick. <laughs> those, yeah, that would be also, what we call a swarm, yes. Also, those boys fuck. Oh they oh, oh they do. Have you ever seen two dragonflies on top of each other? <laughs> I mean I have, but like what a I, dumb I, <laughs> have you ever <laughs> have you ever seen two dragonflies on top of each other because well, they're let fucking me, let me tell you something on jumpstart which was an, an old computer learning game but nothing did you use jumpstart uh no actually i don't think i did at least um or, or, or early learning tools or something like that or they had that... a song on jumpstart that was a uh riff off of a wham song 
and I can't remember what it was. But it was oh, it was. But a, you remember it was a it was riff, a riff off. Song. It was riff off of uh, you gotta have faith, faith, faith. Yeah. Uh, which I think is Wham or George Michael. It was George Michael, I think, at that point. But, either, George, but yeah. either way. But it definitely had like a uh, uh, that vibe. I remember I heard that song and I was like, oh my god, this is from Jump Street. What were the lyrics though? Like, was I it, don't fucking know. It was about it was on the beach. You gotta have math, math, math. Like what the fuck? It might have been something like that. It was like it was a scene where you're on the beach. And you could like choose like different things. Like you choose like a shell, and it would turn over and it'd be like, "This is a shell. What what animal does this shell belong to?" Octopus. No. Ah, yeah. damn it! Not again. Anyway, we <laughs> well, hate nonfiction. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing yeah. So as you as I think you can tell because we've avoided this topic for so long, um, okay. both in this episode and, and, and in previous, I don't know, all of the episodes, uh, we don't <laughs> read nonfiction. Um, we. No. Uh, and why I, is that, Andy? Well, let's let, let, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. But we don't really. Um, this is not something that is super fruitful for us. Um, do you do you ever get tempted? By the way, I want to ask this before we like really start getting into like why we don't. Do but, I ever get tempted? I don't like, know why I took that in a strange way. No, I don't. Oh, that's uh, very fair, actually. Why I but, don't get I don't get tempted. You you don't you never you never hear, like see, someone never says like a topic like a a, a nonfiction topic that you're like oh wow to be that very might clear be we're not talking about memoirs yes not not talking about, uh, oh yeah let's be very clear um in this one we're not talking about memoirs in this because a it's pretty adjacent to a lot of books that are like memoirs but like not quite like in the Dreamhouse by Carmen Maria Machado yeah. which I believe we talked about before Machado Machado sorry Machado Machado okay um. Uh, yeah, so I'm sorry I put you on the spot. If that's wrong, it's on yeah, me. Don't put me. What are you talking? Yeah, what are you yeah. looking at me I pass, for? I, I completely pass the blame onto you. With I take like 15 minutes to remember my own name. That's unfortunate. <laughs> but like that, that, that kind of that kind of book that would that is classified as fiction like skirts the line of uh, of Skirt. memoir as well. I would say nice. Um, so we, 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 we even with that, we don't really bother with that type of um book that much um and and but we don't want this episode to be about it because we've a discussed it before and b like there's so much nonfiction that is of course not just yeah. memoirs um like my big thing um is is that i went to grad school um <laughs> and, I, and i i got burnt the fuck what out was your on, degree, on what was your grad school degree in i have i have a master's in political science i was on the phd track and i found out after one year that um you really have to care about what you're researching what in you order to keep going I, I, I want i wanted i i personally wanted to teach like you can do you can Go do ahead. different things but i i personally wanted to teach i want to become a professor um not just because my family is full of them although that's definitely true but because i think that i actually would be good at imparting knowledge um but the flip side of that is that you have to have a topic that you really drill down into. You can't just be like a generally knowledgeable person about stuff. You'd be like a high school teacher if that was the case. And then that's no shade on high school teachers, obviously. But like um, with a degree, you have to live, eat, and breathe your topic. Uh, you you have yeah. to write a book about your topic. Um, and that was... Uh, I, 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 I realized that was not where my heart was. I do love... Were you in your was. first year of your PhD? I was... When you, when you realized I, that? After, after the first year, I was pretty sure that it wasn't for me, yeah. I had my... I am really fucking thankful. <clears throat> um, Professor Winant from Holy Cross. Mm -hmm. She was my first 
English class that I enjoyed in college. She was my first English professor. Uh-huh. But I talked to her. She was the one that put me up for my thesis, like put me up for like honors thesis, everything like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talked to her about wanting to be a professor. Mm-hmm. And at this point, she was in her early 30s and sure. she was an associate professor mm-hmm. uh and her husband was also a professor but he was like tenured at harvard or something like that mit sure, whatever sure, 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 sure. uh and i told her i was like i would like i want to be a professor like this is what i want to do like blah blah mm-hmm. blah. i want to be a creative writing professor and she said all right like i'm going to lay out what your next 10 years are going to look like sure and she's like, and I'm gonna. Sure. She's like, and I'm gonna do it for you, in a way that is realistic. And I was yeah. like, okay. And she laid it out, and she was like, "You're gonna graduate. You're gonna go into your PhD. You are." She's like, "You're gonna do well. Like you're you're gonna do well in your PhD." And I was like, oh, "Okay." And she's like, "You're gonna come out of your PhD a lot in debt, mm-hmm. and you're gonna have no job security. And if there is an open position in Kansas." You're moving to Kansas. Yep, exactly. And if there is an open position in middle of nowhere, wherever, you are going to that position. Like, you Mm -hmm. are moving to that position. And she was like, and you're getting paid per class. You are not making enough that you are going to be able to sustain on your own. She's like, I am extremely lucky. My husband has a very sustainable job. That means that I get to wait for positions that come up in New England. Yeah. 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 And I was yeah, like, yeah. okay. And she's like, I think that you would be great, but you have to fucking want it. She was like, this year there were two yeah. open creative writing professorships in Cal in the wor- in the United States. Jesus Christ, really? And one of them was at Holy Cross and they had over twelve hundred applicants. holy fuck (laughs) and she was like so she's like take that for what you will she's like i think you would be she's like you would be great at it but you need to understand what the implications are going to be the reality of the situation yeah i was so fucking thankful for that i I really was actually i'm yeah very much so and like i'm like didn't not that it had ever changed my mind that I thought I like I I know I would be really good at it, mm-hmm. and I can all I can always go back to it if I want to. Yeah. But it was I was I was just so fucking thankful that at the end of it she was like, "That's what it was going to look like." Yeah, because because I I I think that's a very. I, I I don't think she was trying to scare you as I believe no. that you're trying to get across too. It's like this is this is the reality of what you're getting into. And mm-hmm. like I that's hundred percent true. Like I had um I have a friend who um taught in who Tacoma for a minute, uh, and then had to immediately like find a when he when he found a job, it was flying all the way back across the country, um, you know, to the to the east coast all of a sudden, and it's not in a major metropolitan area. And you would theoretically think like, wow, man, that must, that must suck. But like, you have to kind of like get used to, you have to get used to the job, the idea that the job places you and you do not have the same, uh, same like autonomy over where you want to work. And some people are fine with that. And some people are, or, or or have a general idea of where they want to get into, or um, maybe they're in a, um, 
a field that is broad enough where there's multiple job uh, uh, openings that they they can realistically get per per year. But uh, it's it's fucking rough out there. It's yeah. really really rough out there, and I. That wasn't a major part of my decision, although it did creep into my brain the more that I kind of learned about the profession of the job. Like the, the reality of this is I, I went into grad school incredibly green and I, I I didn't know what I was getting into. And that was my own fault and a lot to, to a very, 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 very large degree. Um, could I have maybe learned something about it along the way in undergrad? Yeah, absolutely. I could have had some uh, other professors or professionals that had kind of laid it out for me better. But um that was my move, and you know, I, I, I don't want to say I wasted two years figuring that out, but like I, 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 it took me, it took me to the two years of grad school, and you know, uh, hey, I'm happy I have an MA to get to, you know, to show yeah. for it, but like it, it took me that to get out of it, but like that's the main reason why, personally. I don't really read that much nonfiction anymore because I I had to I had I, I buried myself in it for for so many years like, or like not just in like academia in terms of. Uh, grad school but also like preparing for it in undergrad and whatnot did, as well did you enjoy any of that reading some of it yes like honestly some some of it like when it sang it fucking sang and i mean that very sincerely like there were there were there were some people that could absolutely write about a topic um a not a a, a non-fiction a like a, an academic topic that were really fucking good at it like legitimately very good at it i, I want to say guillermo o'donnell was one of them who was a democratization specialist i believe he taught at notre dame he's passed on since r.i.p um there but like they were few and far between like i i i remember like taking a class in grad school um that was essential for my degree uh and got zero out of it because the teacher was a research professor like he 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 was he was there to do re, to do research and had no idea how to teach a class or was not good enough at teaching class for what i thought what i wanted to get into and i had to i audited the same class with another professor later on to actually like understand the material that, yeah. got, that, that, that i got into i never well that's a lie uh, i know i didn't really have to read that much nonfiction. i mean like the nonfiction that i had to read was like calculus <laughs> oh so you had to really do like 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 core requirement type stuff as opposed to like, yeah um for your own benefit type stuff or, okay. or things that were closer to your interests to be fair to be fair i did tell myself that i was bad at math. i if if i could go back mm -hmm. and help high school danny mm -hmm. i would tell myself that just because it doesn't come as naturally as English does. Like just because it doesn't come as sure, naturally sure, as writing sure, 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 sure. doesn't mean you're not good at it. Yeah, that's totally fair. Because my, I was really good at math and science. Like mm -hmm. I was in like advanced class, like AP, everything like that. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but I, because <laughs> you're a nerd. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was. I was a nerd. <laughs> look that's, look that's at me all, now. That, that's all of my past now that I'm yeah. hosting this book podcast. Yeah. Um, but I told myself that I wasn't good at math or science or history mm -hmm. because I was really good at English. Oh, like that was like your field and therefore the other ones were like not really your personality or your education type, whatever you want to yeah. say. Yeah. I will say that math, I did not like math for the 
exact reasons as to why I did like English. I did not like that there was a specific answer to things. Ooh, interesting. I really did not like that. My okay, so my favorite part of math was matrices, which was like, (laughs) oh my god, yeah, that's some geometry shit, right? I fucking loved matrices because I could get to the proof. Mm -hmm. I could get through the proof in a way, in my own way, that Mm -hmm. still worked, but it might not have been the exact way that like the book said. Sure, sure. I think it was like I did not like the fact that there was. This plus this minus this equals this. Like there was no room for like, yeah. But what if like nine didn't want to be nine, or That's- like, what if, <laughs> what if like the plus sign decided that it wanted to turn over like a quarter way, and it was a time sign. Like I didn't like that there was only one answer, and that was probably because I didn't get that one answer correct a lot of the times. Well, fair, but but I will say that that's one of the things I actually didn't like about um, academic writing at first. The way it was the first explained to me was that basically you're like, all right, intro, three paragraphs in support of your thesis conclusion. Like that's yeah. that's everything. That's everything that you do. Obviously, they're like high school level paper, level papers that we're talking about in this case. Um, I hated that. I hated the um, the, uh, the 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 rigidness of it. I hated mm-hmm. that there uh, rigidity. Um, I hate I hate there was no um, conceivable way to play with that and move around. And I didn't realize, of course, because I was you know I don't know thirteen or whatever that you can do that if. It's- it's also you, hard. If you master the basics and get and get good enough to do that, then you can then you can do those things. It's but. also hard when people are expecting you to break the mold when like they're creating the mold. You know, like yeah, yeah. When so I've always been told that you're not get, like you learn how to write well in your in a master's program. Like that's when you learn how to write because okay. you're not. You're writing to learn. You're not writing for a grade at that point. Sure. Okay. That makes sense. And like that when, and this is something. So my cousin Carly is taking a, taking Spanish classes right now at a community college by her at a local community college. Sure. And she's having a really hard time with, she knows how to get an A. Like she knows what she needs to do yes. in order to get an A, yes. and she and she's stopping herself because she, yeah. because she's like, no, I'm not learning the content. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I need to learn the content, and I think that when you're in your undergrad, you are doing what you need to do in order to get the grade to graduate. Absolutely. You're not, you're not doing what you need. You're not not everyone, but like for me specific, like I was doing what I need to do in order to graduate. And there are moments where, like, I would write a paper and I'd be like, yeah, this fucking lands. Like, this is fucking good. Like, this is a good piece of, like, this is a good piece of paper. (laughs) Sure. But there would also be times where I'd be like, oh, shit. Like, I just, I have to get through it. And I, there, I remember specific times going to professors, especially in, like, my junior and senior year when I was taking multiple English classes and seminars Mm-hmm. And I was expected to read so fucking much and write so fucking much. And I would have these 25-page papers due. And I would go to them and be like, if I can get this paper done in 18 pages and you don't feel like you're missing any elements, you don't feel like I am not able to get to my point in those 18 pages, Yeah, are you going to dock me? Yeah. Like – 
if you think that this is a good, if you think that this paper is good as what is required and what is needed in order to get my point across, like I'm not going to fill the next seven pages with fluff. Look at that quick math. 18 plus 7. Young Danny would be proud with you. But like, yeah, sure. (laughs) Anyway, we were supposed to talk about nonfiction. I was going to cut you off at some point, but you you, you figured it out on your own, so we're totally fine with this. Don't say just me. You were talking about it too. (laughs) No, I was too. We we got into this because because like for me at least, so much of um, nonfiction is wrapped up in schooling. Uh, and, I, and I think that's clear for you. I, I, even if you were an English major, I think that's uh, that's there for you too. Like there, there's mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of this that is academia, or at least in our heads, because of how you know the schooling that we went through. Um, and yeah, that's that remains a very big part of it to me. Like when I when I was in grad school, um, there was like when I when I was done with grad school, when I knew that I was I was going to leave after you know the uh, after I finished my masters. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't I, I probably have told the story on here, but like my, my winter break between first and second year uh sorry first and second semester of my second year, I read all of the a song a song of us and fire books. Fuck, sorry, I'll read I'll drink <laughs> that. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't expecting to for that. I forgot all about this uh, this avenue to the story. Um, but then the, the but then the second semester, I also had a I was working at a convenience store as my second job while I was on campus, and oh, I yeah. was sometimes, of course, reading like you know the things I had to read for school. But like because I knew I was done, I was also trying to get into stuff that interested me. I read um, uh, Guns, Germs, and Steel by Jared Diamond, which is all about um, why why Europe was in a position of power when they happened to um, encounter the various other civilizations that they did. And by encounter, I mean wipe out and or enslave, obviously. Um, well, like basically, why, why, Euro- why Western Europe was able to do that and why... Um, it's the kind of thing that fascinates me. I love history stuff. I love history. If I had had my fucking way on this episode or on the past episode, I should say, uh, when we, when we read um, the memoir by way of two more, we would have been reading uh, the verge by Patrick Lyman, which is all about like the, like a 30 year period in the 15th, 16th century that about why Europe became a powerhouse and shit like that. Like I love history shit. I love, um, Baz Battles, B-A-Z Battles on YouTube. Oh, I will plug all the fucking time. It is an amazing like uh, tactical battle um, channel. Yeah, I know. It's fucking nerdy as hell. I love this kind of stuff. I love ancient history or middle history. I love... Um, I love I love how we became who we are and also like all of the various ways in which we could have been something else instead. Um, and... Yes absolutely wild to me that we're friends <laughs> what, what, what part of it did that the 1500s literally do not exist to me oh you you are yeah you are a time displacement queen i forgot all about that yeah. the time displacement queen <laughs> i don't like that i don't like that song. i um <laughs> yeah i just don't i have a History is actually my worst subject. I was going to say, if Matthew were apparently doing pretty well with at least until a certain point, um, then history does make some sense, actually. History, it just, I just, I don't understand 
that things happen at the same time in places around the world. <laughs> that I, thing, yeah. I, I think if, so I've been thinking about going back and taking some classes okay. at like a community college. Sure. And I think that I would do European history because. Out of all the histories? <laughs> whatever you can do whatever you I just want. want oh I just want to do I want to got that history. Eurocentric idea in your head no you I just want to do no, I don't even European history I just want to do a history that I want to do a history class that ties all of the histories together like okay. when this is happening in America this is I happening I believe that's called world history <laughs> but I want one that like actually instead of just saying like going through continent by continent history, I want to do timeline. You want timeline history. That's what I was going to say. You want timeline history. That's, I've never that's had timeline right. that makes history. Sense. Yeah. I've never had timeline history, which is why I think that dinosaurs existed like 10 years ago. And like the Renaissance, what? It could have been any time. They're all, they're all Ninja Turtles as far as you're concerned. There's nothing else there. What if? Oh no. Okay, but stay with me. <laughs> right, we should just to be clear, we should have cut the episode right there. But go ahead. <laughs> but what if they did a series on the Ninja Turtles and they were actually artists? I wouldn't hate that to be honest. Like, if you, if you if you went through how the would they hold how me. would they hold their how? Didn't they have like three digits? Was that right? Like didn't they have not like, real. Oh my god, have you ever seen real turtle feet? Yeah, first of all, you can't say real digits. Like, that's, how, that's, how, that's, that's how this fucking works. 